to our joy. Thank you for coming on up. It's weird. I feel like I kind of have a beignet buzz this morning. I had two of those. And uh, I normally don't eat anything until noon, so that's kind of like, woo! I'm feeling it. Grace, yeah. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Last Sunday, a couple of hours before the Super Bowl, it seems like forever ago, last week. But as you recall, it was a beautiful, transfiguration, bright, beautiful, sunny day last Sunday. And so my wife and I, we were feeling frisky and decided to go out on a six and a half mile run from Kerwing State Park all the way up to the 371 bridge. And so we headed north on this beautiful paved trail. If you haven't been on it, it's absolutely beautiful and scenic. And there was still about a quarter to half inch of snow still on the trail. So it made wonderful for running as it was sort of soft. And then at times, depending on where the sunlight hit it, it would be kind of crunchy as you ran on it. And uh, we had this gentle, south wind at our back as we made our way north and the sun was at our back. It was absolutely a beautiful run that we had together, making our way through the coniferous and deciduous corridor there along the Mississippi River, there in the wilderness. In today's gospel, Jesus makes his way into the wild. Jesus goes out into the wilderness and is tempted for 40 days and 40 nights there in the wild. I just preached on the baptism of Jesus just six weeks ago with the baptism of Daisy Darlene. Uh, so I'm not going to touch on the baptism much today. Rather today, what caught my eye is what I just briefly mentioned to the kids here. I've never ever paid attention to the word, the two words, wild beast, in our gospel for today. I can see angels waiting on Jesus, but wild beasts? That's, that's interesting. That caught my eye. That's kind of wild. So this snow-covered trail that goes from Kerwing State Park up to the 371 bridge there was, uh, was beautiful for running on. And there we began to delve into the wild. And just as we got going, we could see that others had been there before us. We started to take note of all the wild tracks because it was a perfect sort of uh, piece of snow for the tracks to just stay there. As we haven't had any snow, it just, whatever is there kind of stays there for a long, long time with this weather we're having. And so we began to notice these critters tracks. We had rabbits, squirrel, uh, lots of deer tracks, and a lot of the deer tracks would go um, across the trail. Some would kind of follow along this trail. 
There were lots and lots and lots of turkey tracks, the little three-pronged things that you just see everywhere, tons of turkey tracks. And what looked like a fat tire bike, maybe tires that fat with, the, the, the guy either had a leash with his dog, because the dog was kind of going right alongside of the, the, the fat tire tracks. This is what we're all kind of imagining it to be, because we're just looking at the tracks. And then there were some tracks that we thought, I couldn't tell if they were wolf or coyote tracks. I just couldn't tell the difference as we were running by. And then the most curious tracks that we saw were these little tracks like this. And then it was like a smear, kind of slide looking thing, like just like a smear. And then you'd see those tracks happen again in, in another five or six feet. And then it would just kind of smear and at first, I, I, I just couldn't tell what that would have been. And then we theorized, we're not positive, but we theorized that it was maybe an otter or something like that. Maybe one of you wild people would tell me what that was, but we thought it maybe was an otter. One way or the otter. Uh, lots of wild critters use this wild corridor, this byway, this Mississippi sort of paradise there in the wild. One would have never known that they were there, but their tracks gave us a clue. There are wild beasts in the Bible. And so I went looking for tracks. And the first wild beasts that I thought about were out there on the desert there with Jesus and Satan in the wilderness. When the Bible says wilderness, it really means the desert. And so I think of the snakes and the wild asps out there in the desert that might be slithering along in sort of a tempting, twisting way like Satan himself. Other wild beasts in the Bible, I just thought of this, and, and this is what came up in my mind. And this is the peaceable kingdom, as uh, the prophet Isaiah foretold. He said, the wolf shall lie down with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid. And the calf and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead them. Here is this vision that wild beasts that, they, that normally don't get along, like the wolf and the lamb, they can somehow be together in this peaceable kingdom. And here, in this vision from Isaiah, the powerless child has the power to lead them. That's amazing. It's a new way of being. And for Jesus, the time of Jesus in the ancient world there, who is the beast? The beast is the Roman Empire, as described in Revelation. And so Jesus is bringing this new kingdom, a wildly wild kingdom, a kingdom of 
Peace. Huh. How's that going to work? And so halfway through our run, we were at a very twisty, turny spot. We were kind of heading up this hill in this grove of beautifully white and bright birch trees. And all of a sudden, there was kind of a pause in our conversation as we were running. And it kind of sounded like rustling leaves, but not really at all. It actually sounded like fiber optic cables being crinkled on each other. Or it, it sounded like glass being put away in a cabinet. Um, just fine glass being kind of clinked on each other. And there, we looked down to the right, my wife was on my right, and here comes a porcupine coming right out, right out on her ankles. Yeah. Let's just say we made it up that hill pretty fast. It was not a big porcupine, but it doesn't matter. It was, it was a little, little cute little guy, but man, it had quills. And you could hear those, that's what the sound was, it was the sound of the quills going like that. It was really really something. And so the thoughts of those quills just sort of shivered up our spine and just, ooh, it kind of gives you the willies, those quills, just the thought of having one of those come and uh, tase you. So that was a wild way to go there. Jesus is taking the wild way in our gospel for today from divine, which happened in his baptism where he is known to be divine as God calls him his beloved child. This is a very divine moment. And then immediately after the baptism, he's cast out into the wilderness to the profane, which is the opposite of divine, which means Satan and the demons. There he is out for 40 days and 40 nights being tempted by Satan in the desert. And then what happens... I don't know the timeline exactly, but it's happening pretty quick here. Jesus' cousin John is arrested, and then Jesus goes and brings the gospel to Galilee. What does Jesus preach about? What is he saying is coming near? He's talking about the kingdom. This kingdom will be a new sort of wild kingdom, a kingdom that is so wild that people will not really be comfortable with it. In fact, it will be so wild that Jesus will be crucified for it. A kingdom such as, uh, such with such radical peace that the Pharisees and the scribes would find it scandalous and sinful. Who is this? Who is this Jesus? This one uh, who eats with Sinners and tax collectors. Who is this Jesus who cares for the widow and the orphan? Who is this Jesus who comes not only for the Jew, but for the, for the Gentile? Who is this Jesus who heals the leper and the lame? Who is this Jesus who kneels down to help the sick and the unholy? This fits in right with the peaceful kingdom. For a powerless one shall lead them with great power. Jesus, whose 
power is made complete in weakness. Jesus who flips the kingdom upside down. Jesus who lifts up the lowly and who frustrates the proud. Jesus, the power that no king has ever had since. He's had more of a following than any other king we've ever, 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 ever had throughout the history of time. This peaceable and powerless one, Jesus of Nazareth, of all places. And so today on this first Sunday of Lent, let us not fear to go into the wild. Let us follow in the snow tracks of Jesus as he takes us on a wonderfully wild journey this Lenten season. On Wednesday nights, we join our hearts in song as we beautifully sing the Holden Evening Prayer. I'm not saying that we beautifully sing it, but the music is so beautiful that it can't help but be beautiful. We join our hearts in song with Holden Evening Prayer. And then this You Are Chosen sermon series. Sermons on Sundays will take us down into the valley, all the way to the cross. If you'll remember last Sunday, we were on the mountain, way up high, on the Transfiguration. And what Lent is, if you look at it geographically, Lent basically invites us down into the valley. And so here we are, starting with the wilderness. And so we journey with our Lord Jesus all the way to the cross, with crosses on our foreheads, as we had those crosses placed on our heads on Wednesday, on Ash Wednesday. And so we follow in the tracks of Jesus. And so let us together run the race set before us, following the clues and the curious tracks of our Lord Jesus Christ all the way to the cross. Amen.